Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, the party has an intense discussion with Nagat, an orc shaman who knows the history of what happened in the Crypt Garden Forest. He tells them about a rot demon summoned by the warlocks of Carlton's old nemesis, and how other parties of adventurers have gone in to try to defeat the creature, but have yet to succeed or return. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, aka Obocrazy, and I'm just drinking orange juice. More orange juice. Because after we're done here, I have to go drive somewhere. And no drinking and driving, because I'm a safe child. And so, just orange juice. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hi, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Tonight, I am drinking a kiss on the Putin. It is Woo! mango vodka, uh, peach schnapps, peach vodka, mango and peach uh, juice, and a little bit of grenadine. And it is delicious. And it is all of the ingredients all over again. It, it is It is a hyper drink. <laughs> Bernie, what are you drinking? Um, I have a Carolina Strawberry by Foothills Brewery. <laughs> Ooh. Um, which it happens to be a brewery that was um, one that I hung out a lot, and they did really fun trivia nights when I was in college. So they're in Winston-Salem, and they're pretty awesome. And I think the other thing I had on the show from them was they have, a, they have a porter, and they do a, like, Moravian version for Christmas. And Ooh. it's the people's Moravian porter, and it's just, like, magical, but it's... <laughs> summer and so it's time for a strawberry cream ale and it's also yeah. magical awesome now i wasn't gonna go with carlton next except he's now holding a cat so i find it amusing that i'm now gonna ask him what he's drinking when i know for a fact that he's holding a cat he's carlton a cat. what are you drinking i got a kitty carlton finally has a pet ah i get a <laughs> kitty uh carlton me that's me hi ow ow cat claws uh, I'm drinking a, I don't know, what the, I'm going to call it an RF because my friend, whose initials are RF, uh, recommends this drink all the time, and it is Deep Eddie Lemon with Club Soda, and it is surprisingly light and refreshing. The, the perfect summer drink. And now I am all scratched to hell. Yeah. As the cat jumped off of me. Well, the cat knew that you needed to pick up a drink. The, the cat is with me, my friend. I am the DM of your cat. <laughs> Travancore, what are you drinking? Hello, enablers. The Viceroy's choice this evening is uh, Paul Masson's Golden Apple Brandy with club soda, because left unchecked and by itself, taken straight, that brandy can sneak up on you as something fierce. But when paired with the club soda, it actually forms a effervescent, lovely drink. Excellent. Have you been brandy ninja'd lately? Is that what you're trying to tell us? I don't know what Sounds that- like it to me. I don't understand the question, and I won't respond. Yeah, you got brandy ninja'd. You got, like, <laughs> snuck up on, and you were, like, surprise drunk. <laughs> Jonathan, was it club soda in the up yours, Putin, that you're drinking, or no? No, no, no. Okay. I was going to say, if there was three club sodas, it'd be like the new <laughs> cider wars. The, club soda is kind of a ubiquitous thing in a lot of mixed drinks, so it wouldn't surprise me. What is, like, who fucking makes club soda, though, that it's like you can have a real war over it? Well, there's uh, Schweppes, there's Canada Dry, and those are the two I know of. I got Plus the store brand, brand from ShopRite. If the current administration is any indication, we can go to war over any fucking thing. Let That's us true. not go to war over, over club, club soda. soda. To war! Especially, especially since... 
I actually don't like club soda. <gasps> I like I know, seltzer. Right? More for me. I lived off I mean, of black. I honestly don't know the difference between seltzer, club soda, and tonic water. They're all fucking the same to me. Tonic water has quinine in it. Okay. Like tonic water at one point in time was something that was actually considered a medicine and it was used like quinine is the ingredient that is used or was used in most medicines to fight malaria. So the idea is like if you're going to go to like a tropical, subtropical area that has a lot of mosquitoes and therefore a lot of malaria, you can spend your time drinking gin and tonic. I like that idea. I, I Whenever I go on vacation, I drink lots of gin and tonics. You should be taking your malaria medication like my dad had to take when he went to Haiti. Um, but there are actually people who are allergic to quinine um, and therefore can't drink gin and tonics. There's also people who are allergic to gin. I love the fact that you know this because I think it's appropriate that Bernie knows this. And I kind of want to send you guys now to a tropical climate just so that Bernie can pull out this information. But for the if moment, you, you do guys- it for RTX. I'll just drink gin and tonics the whole time. <laughs> I'll. I'll keep that in mind. But for the moment, you guys are in the exact opposite of a tropical climate. You guys are in the ruins of Red Larch in the middle of winter. You've just woken up after a long rest in the pocket house in basically the basement of this house that you kind of took over from Nagat. And it is the next morning. You got your spells back, you got your hit points back, you got everything back, and as you gather to have a little bit of breakfast, uh, you need to decide what you're going to do. Hmm. All right. I so, mean, Bernie's going to take a poop. That's what she's so, going to do. So while Bernie was pooping, and she, it sounded like she had a rough night, but the three of us had kind of talked a little bit, and had come up with some pitches on plans. Yeah. So... We there basically we we narrowed it down to we can either trick the giants somehow into running away. We can run away ourselves and and alert and fail and say, hey, just get out. Don't even worry about it. Just get out. Or we could call Thantorvac and get him to help us, which would carry terrible prices. And uh, I do believe that Travancore it would not be down with that as plan A through d that's plan z that's plan zeta for you and that comes after d folks uh sure plan z yes it does yeah plan z for otherwise we're dead if you're greek the plan would actually be omega because that's the end of their alphabet oh right right i forgot that plan zulu we'll call it that that's all greek to me (laughs) yeah but anyway so we were we were talking a bit and we think we have a good, quote unquote, good plan to try and trick giants that won't, hopefully won't involve Thontorvac. Wait, we do? Here's the elevator pitch. Actually, there's a little bit more than Your the pitch, elevator pitch. I imagine that Bernie has just come out of the bathroom um, because she's been a, she was a bunny for a little while. So her bowels got really confused about how often she needed to poop. <laughs> <laughs> and she's now sitting on the couch with her legs crossed, staring at you all like, Tell me about this plan you concocted in the past 10 minutes. Before so, Jonathan speaks, Travancore grabs an apple and starts chewing it. Wait, <laughs> Bernie, were you like your poops regular gnome poops or were they like little tiny rabbit pellet poops? You know, um, Carlton, I find that they actually are similar. Our oh. sizes, we, you, you know. Um, uh, however, this, I don't know that that's a thing that we are sharing right now, but if you want, next time I'll text you a picture of my pants down around my ankles and my shoes on the tile. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Bernie's going to learn sending. Bernie learns sending to send poop pics. 
So okay, if 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 we're doing if we're doing this Ocean Eleven bit, and and Travancore is rusty because he now has a snack in his hand. I I'm I'm taking Ocean. I I'm I'm George fucking Clooney. Uh, fine, uh, I get to be Eleven. Uh, fine, okay. Obviously, Bernie is um, Brad Pitt's character. Incredibly skeptical about all this bullshit. Nope. <laughs> no, nope. that, that got called. called. <laughs> no. No, I'm 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 the one with the apple. Like it's not rusty if he doesn't have a snack. That's true. This Brad Pitt has very good cheekbones, and they want him to always be eating in movies to show them off. I used to yep. have cheekbones. So all I right. mean, you still do. Yeah, <laughs> they just <laughs> they may not be been apparent. Removed. So part of this plan hinges on a a potentially new ability, Bernie, that you may not be aware of. Mm. You can now change out your ch- cantrips. Didn't know if you knew that you could do that before. I but. mean, I'm going to tell you guys the hard truth. I haven't really been bothering when it comes to cantrips. Well, these are going to be important. There's two in particular. Bear the dying? One is light, uh, which I will also provide. And the other one is thalmaturgy. Okay. I okay. See, I see so, where this is going. Hey, yeah, you do. Here we go. We are what, going to. Do you want to... me to roar like a dragon? You want me to be like, but three times as loud for a minute? We want uh, uh, Shadow to roar like a dragon, but I was thinking about this. You could be just the voice of the dragon. Because Sh- Shadow's good at roaring, you're good at talking. We, we, could, we could work with that. But yes, we are going to trick the giants into thinking that they are being approached by a dragon. We're going to find a place that is at the tree line that's close to the giant camp. We're going to set ourselves back. We're going to cast light on either two long sticks or like bucks and, and something else. We're going to make like glowing eyeballs, eyeballs somehow. Okay. I have an idea about how you can make eyeballs. So we have eyeballs. We've got some moderns that have eyeballs. I did not consider using the Modrons, but maybe we can. Well, I don't we'll come... know if Rachel would like that. Well, and okay. also, I, well, we don't we'll, know if they we'll, can survive outside of this place. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We'll, 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 we'll stick a stick a thumbtack in that or a pin in that. Basically, yes, we set up on a tree line. We have the eyes coming out of the tree line. We have shadow roar with thaumaturgy. We have fire. Every time you speak or say like an S or something, I can cast a firebolt. So like as if you're spewing fire and then I can do like a burning hand. If you want to be like, I am the great and powerful, you get to pick the dragon name. Oh. <laughs> and then and and then we convince the the giants to run north, hopefully. North or west. We or north or east. We don't want them coming south or west. We want them running the opposite direction of Amphail. And hopefully into the Crypt Garden Forest. If they ran into the forest out of fear, then they, they get fucking eaten by whatever's in there. And fail is safe, less giants, and then we can go into the Crypt Garden and deal with it. Travancore's role in this would be he would ride out. He would stay on his horse. He would ride out and be like, oh my god, dragon! There's a dragon back there! He'd be like helping to sell the dragon. And then would be like, oh my god, run! And then he'd ride away. He'd like ride and then like circle back just in case we needed him. But basically he would be the initial like herald, unwitting herald of this dragon. And and you remember how I fucked up that tree outside? Yeah. I'm going to fuck up some more trees to make it We're sound gonna, like, like yeah. a dragon's going, rawr, smash, crack, crack. Yeah, Carlton is going to be our Foley guy. 
I'm gonna okay. smack some boots in the mud. Okay. That's Ad- the plan. Admittedly, I mean, it will be fun. I've always wanted to put on a puppet show. Theater of the mind. I figured this would appeal to your charlatan nature. It would, and I would get bonuses on the rolls I had to make to convince them I was a dragon. And they're dumb, so they'd fail those. Okay, so here's the thing. What happens if they're dumb enough that they think they can take on a dragon and they come charging towards us? Uh, then it, it becomes, hey, theater of the mind puppetry. It goes from that to running fight for our lives. And hopefully we kill enough to, um, I would lay down suppressing fireball fire. Also fire. Um, and then we would, we would basically use our, we, it would be, it, it would be a tactical retreat. Like I, I saw this play once where these guys. Advance called, to the rear. Yeah. Uh, the, like these guys called like, they, they were na- naval naval uh naval seals or something mm-hmm. they like they lay down fire as everyone else is running then one of them stops lays down his own fire while the first guy is running back and so we do something like that okay it was a play i saw once i, I kind of also very familiar with that uh play that the monty python troupe put on which involved a lot of people screaming run away yeah run yeah. away that, that play was awesome. away away <laughs> that play was awesome coconut Make it sound like... No, I guess uh, we do already have horses. I, against my better judgment, I'm going to go along with this plan. You know I'm going to need to be in a tree so that my voice actually comes from where the eyeballs are. Uh, Yeah, yeah. We can... We can... What we can do is we can put you slightly ahead of where we are and then have the lights approach. I would approach with the lights and kind of like throw fire everywhere. And then when we get to where you are... Well, and, and like as we're approaching, you can put Thaumaturgy like a minute behind on Shadow so he can roar. That way, when he gets to you, you can Thaumaturgy yourself and then talk. So you, you're, the dragon is like roaring through the forest. He gets to your point and is like, oh, uh, she's like, oh, I am, I am the great Vanatherax or whatever you want to name your dragon. It's your dragon. And then go from there. And then if you need to, I believe I can Featherfall you if you, in case you have to jump. Or I can spider climb you. I can spider climb you, so you can just run run back down. We could also set traps in the way of our sort of uh, puppet dragon, so that it at least slows some of the dragon uh, the giants down. That is an excellent idea. We could. Um, it would require stealth trap making because that would be coming up on the tree line. But that's not a bad idea either. I think. I think we will do this. Cool. All right. Let's. Uh, Training right. montage. Let's start. Let's start. It's a preparation montage. <laughs> we're gonna do a preparation montage, right? The, this is there's a, there's a neat like contemporary jazz number going on right now as we're all as we're all doing our things. Can we roll for a preparation montage? Well, so first you need to get there, right? If you would like to do that now, you can. Although Jonathan, you know, because of Bucks and his flight. It's about a full eight hours travel to right. where the giants are right now from where you are in Red Larch. So if there's anything you would like to do here in Red Larch before you leave, you can absolutely do that. Otherwise, you're kind of getting on your horse and going back and traveling for eight hours to get to where the giants from are. From what Bucks gleaned from his flight, is there a place in the tree line that approach, like, is there a portion of force that's south of the camp that we can, like... Like we ride, I don't know, a mile south of where the giant camp is, make a 
make a tree fort or something to so we can like use that as a staging area and then where we can sleep that night and then the next day go and start making our preps and then that night we we do the theater he remembers because he kind of followed a pair of giants in that were obviously out scouting and scavenging and then coming back to deliver their wares he didn't do a, a full circle of the whole area he was kind of following them and then he he just was staying way back away from the this mill that the giants had kind of taken over he does remember that the long road that you guys are on is spotty trees, not like a full-on forest forest. Mm -hmm. And he crested a, a small hill that had the trees. There was a break in the tree line. And then it was kind of some more gently rolling hills and this, this mill uh, next to a, a very small, almost a creek. And a little bit of open grassland that looked like it might have been farmland once a while ago, but this is obviously some abandoned area. So right. around the mill that the giants seem to be using as their, their headquarters right now, there's maybe a good mile or two of almost open grassland and then spotty trees. Enough that you, from what Bucks remembers could find a place to set up to do your little charade that wouldn't be apparently obvious until, say, someone got close and started checking around. But at least from a distance, you would you could remain hidden. That's how he stayed out of sight. You'd probably have to be much further away in order to be safely able to do a campfire. But mm -hmm. it would be it would definitely be a lot closer than an eight hour ride. Right. Okay. So, so we would want to do like, we'd want to, if we were to ride out, we would want to ride to the tree line that's like tree line, open grassland, spotty trees. We'd want to be in the tree line, camp there. The next, <laughs> we wouldn't really be able to operate during the day, would we? I mean, we need to do it at night. The, my only concern would be if we set, if we like, so we ride out, we camp at, at the, at the low tree line. Then we stay at that low tree line area, kind of watch and maybe see if they if they do have patrols. They probably don't. And just kind of get a lay of the land for that day. That night, we go out to the spotty trees, do any kind of setup that we need to do, like traps or easy escape routes or whatever. And then retreat back to the tree line, make another day of just watching that area and then that night, so the the second night, we we put on our show. I, I don't know. What do you do? You, do you think? Do you, how do you guys feel like we would need that much prep? All I request is if we're gonna put on a show that I'd be titled as and introducing in his starring role, Carlton Tanks. Carlton, I'll write it on your forehead. Okay. In the inks, what color do you want? Even even though Shadow will have more lines than you, we'll go with that. Yes, it's a, it's part of my contract. What is his job again? Foley work? Yeah, he, like... Have you considered working for National Public Radio? I need it for my resume if I ever want to hit those big theaters in Waterdeep. Did you want to hit them physically? I mean, I think I mean, he does. He I, wants I, to I, chew I, the scenery. <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored in part by the Braconum Camera Obscura Board. <laughs> Braconum's <laughs> Film... Film Association would be fucking called Camera Obscura. Yeah. They would. 
Oh my god. They're also sponsored by um, the Ketchup Advisory Board and Powder Milk Biscuits. We're going to get sued. And the Rhubarb Council. Mom's and Carlisle's Clerical Bar- Printing Bar- Services. Bar- Bar- Carlisle's Bar- Clerical Bar- Printing Bar- for all your clerical plant fit needs. This plan is above average. Bernie is a huge fan of that Garrison Keeler. Exactly. I am a really big fan of Garrison Keeler in real life. I know. I'm sad that he's going away, but like he's three million. He deserves to retire. I know. But anyway, as you fondly remember the plays of your uh, childhood back with your gnomish community and also. Oh my God. Can Garrison Keeler be the like mayor? We have some random gnome named Garrison Keeler that's the mayor of my gnomish town that just happens that to be mind. called, um, called, like, Pond Wobegon. <laughs> Lots of corruptions for an English major. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> what's, what's, give me, give me some, some plans here. What, what would you like to do, at least in the immediate sense, in the long-term sense, what would you like to do? In the immediate sense, I feel like we get on the road because, like, there's a there's some harpies and some like unhappy dogs here. There's depression dogs here. Yeah, and I don't really feel like fighting them again and then like resting again and putting band aids on your bear. And then we go to this like part of the woods where we were gonna go, and then we get ready, and then we're ready, and we do some scouting from there, just like Jonathan I mean, said. For so all we know, like outside, literally could be on fire. Yeah, like this house that we are in could be burning down for all we know. All the more reason to get on our horses and just bail. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. I mean, we like we cannot fucking save Red Larch if we just stay here and fight, literally fight the depression of its destruction. That's what we were doing yesterday. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. No, I agree. I I think the where we're going to is gonna have just as many things that we might need as this place. So we might as well get going. Yeah, I agree. Let's go. It's also gonna have beep bop rhubarb rhubarb pie. Mm, rhubarb pie. All I right, never you had guys. Rhubarb. It's I liked it, but I am also a strange child. All right, you guys leave the pocket house. Who's going to uh, deactivate it and take the nut? Me. Perfect. Yes. Bernie's got the nut. You guys leave the house. You are staying kind of in the unfinished basement of this house and had set up the the remains of a bed on top of the the hatch and as far as you can see there there's been no disturbance uh whether that's on purpose or no one came by you're unsure but everything is undisturbed as you carefully exit the house kind of looking around nothing's on fire yeah you head for the moment Nothing is on fire. You guys head over to where you had tied up the horses, and I'd love a perception check. Okay. I, I forgot we had those. to roll dice in this game. I know, right? I was just like, oh, that yeah. I, and I just really wanted to be like, I look around. Look around. Look around. How lucky we are to be alive right now. Okay. Carlton? Uh, that is a 12. And Travancore? 13. And Jonathan? 11. And Bernie? 15. Okay. History is happening. As you guys are um, gathering up your horses and everything, Bernie, you do notice that because you're riding Coco Snoot, you don't actually need to mount one of these horses. One of them is essentially a pack horse. That's peanut butter. Don't disrespect. Yeah. Well, hey, peanut butter is carrying supplies and is necessary and also seems to be hurt. (gasps) No, peanut butter! 
Yeah, you notice a little bit of blood on the haunch, and the more you look around, the more you notice uh, not grievous wounds, but these these horses got in a scuffle. Okay, oh I'm gonna do a medicine check on them okay. to see. That's a nine. I don't know. Actually, would it be a nature check because they're horses? Oh, because like, I do like survival or nature to see what caused those, what kind of like claw marks they might be. I did a sixteen on my nature check. Okay, so Bernie, your medicine check would be what you would to see how seriously these horses are hurt. Um, I would also take from you, if you wanted a little more information, maybe an animal handling, but it would mostly just to get a, a better look at them. But with your nine, they look like decent scratches. You, none of them look terribly hurt. Like, they're standing and they seem to be moving okay, but you're, you know, horses are not your speciality. Carlton. How, wait, hold on. I did also do a nature check and that was a 16. And my animal handling was a 15. Okay, Carlton, go ahead and also do a nature check. Nature or survival? Uh, well, what are you trying to figure out? Uh, like, what kind of, like, things would have done this? And then do an investigation check. You're being Sherlock. Yeah. 15? <laughs> and Bernie, what was your nature check? My nature check was a 16, and my uh, animal handling was a, no, sorry, my nature check was, what was it? Yeah, a 16, my animal handling was a 15. Okay. Uh, between the two of you, as you're kind of holding uh, peanut butter still and calm, because they seem fidgety, they seem upset, and you're able to kind of keep the horse calm and really, uh, between the two of you, you examine these wounds. They seem like scratch marks, not huge claws, small, needle sharp. Most of them are surface level. And when you go to look at their feet, especially uh, peanut butter, you do notice uh, a little bit of blood on one of the horseshoes. And you get the sense that maybe something came up looking for some easy prey and got in some, some scratches and some claw marks. But the the black chargers that the Tufts gave you, they can kick. But yeah, these horses do seem to be a bit hurt. Okay, I have a spell for that. Do you, do you have a veterinarian spell? I'm. It's a creature, is it not? <laughs> it is. I'm just making a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, wait, hold on. Uh, <laughs> hold on. There's like ones where I do the spell and it's like at higher level, isn't it? Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to recast uh, Mage Armor and then mount uh, Bojack Horse Horse. Okay. Uh, okay. What did I find We're out, We're going to take 10 minutes and do prayer of healing. Okay, go ahead and roll what health you get back, for, and you're specifically for the whor- four horses? Yeah. Okay, Carlton, what do you mean by- The investigation. What, what like, what caused this? You don't know exactly what. All right, do I notice any blood tracks? Like, you know, you said the chargers have some blood on their hoof from, like, caving in some skulls, I'm assuming. Do I see any blood leading away? I'll roll an investigation check. Bernie, how much health did you get Not the, survival, give the horses like tracking? Back? Each of them get 11. No, because you're... Are, well, are you trying to track something, or are you trying well, to Well, I'm trying to look around they're... for it so I can track them. Why? All right, give me well, a survival check. Let's get out of here. They give me a survival horses. check. Yeah, Bernie, how many Carlton, hit points you got did you... Exact, Carlton has exactly 10 minutes to do whatever he's going to do. They get 11 uh, 24 for back. survival to find out... Okay. To find these tracks that attack my horse. Okay. Um, in the next 10 minutes, as you look around, and it wasn't just your horse, all four horses have a varying degree of Yeah, but horsey horse and, face. 
claw marks. Bernie, as you finish doing Prayer of Healing, these 11 points seem to be enough that most of the wounds close. Most of the wounds seem to be on the backside of a lot of these horses, rear, back of the legs, and most of them close up without a problem. There's one or two that maybe you know, are going to leave a scar. But uh, fortunately, it didn't seem to be too bad. And so while she's doing that, Carlton, you take an investigation, look around, looking for tracks, looking for signs. Of, uh, yeah, there was a huge scuffle here. There was a giant fight. You can't really tell how many creatures there were. You don't see any bodies. And there's enough of a scuffle that you're really unsure. Like, you see tracks from what was obviously the day before and you see tracks from what could have been a couple days ago you see a lot of these um those black foxes that did the ill luck thing you see a lot of those tracks that could be those tracks you see more tracks that seem to be a little bit bigger you see bird tracks which you assume are the herpes but some of those seem to have more toes than you're used to you're really unsure what specifically attacked these horses Hmm. i don't like it well we're leaving here so the horses are fine now I, we probably killed what did it already. You already have you you have already avenged them. I don't feel like I did. You should. A bald black man didn't did. hire me to do it. So all right. So you guys are gonna mount up and yep. ride out of town. Carlton, yeah. you've been outvoted. Do you want to okay. be a dragon or do you want to waste time here? I thought I was a foley artist. I get to be the dragon now. No, you're the foley artist, but you're oh. making dragon noises, and it's your starring oh, role. No. Do you want your starring role or do you want to look at tracks let's, in let's, the mud? Let's go. I'll, I'll get my... I'll get, you kind of are like one of those Chinese dragons and where Bernie is the front of the dragon doing all the face stuff and you're kind of the middle of the dragon doing all the movements and things. So Who's you're, the butt you're of the dragon? Of, you could be the butt of the dragon if you wanted to. You if someone wants to poop like a dragon. the dragon fart noises and poops. I'm making all the fire, so I think I'd make I'd be the butt because I'd be letting fire out the back and then running up to the front and letting fire out the front. Basically wow. all fire. This dragon had a spicy vindaloo, my friend. I okay. We have to think of a name for the dragon. Oh my god! How about spicy vindaloo? Oh my god! So on this eight-hour <laughs> excursion of yours, as you you kind of go south along the long road for about an hour or two, and then following Buck's direction, head almost due east through these spotty trees in the woods, keeping a, a close eye on everything. Uh, Buck's leading the way as he kind of guides you along and you can have this discussion as you're you're riding along. Bernie is uh, discussing it privately with Coco Snoot. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to do as you are riding or are you guys just kind of chatting as you go? We're trying Chit-chat to and- figure out a, uh, a name for the dragon and Jonathan the Match Muscular submits Spicy Vindaloo. I really like Spicy Vindaloo as well. <laughs> Travancore has mixed feelings about that name for a lot of reasons. <laughs> does Travancore or does Jack? <laughs> Both. Yes. Because, yeah, remember, Perconum is definitely inspired by a lot of things in Jack's life. So, yes. Are, are you saying that, that Vindaloo is not spicy, sir? I would never say such a thing. <laughs> okay. Sometimes spicy foods, no matter what culture they come from, they make you poop a lot. And sometimes... You eat too much spicy food, and that poop burns. So it, it, I don't, you know, it's not particular to the vindaloo. It's just particular to whoever knocked too much spice in the sauce. What about Betty the dragon? Trevancore, what's your passive perception? Passive perception, that's plus four. Fourteen, yeah. Fourteen. And Bernie, what's yours? Ten plus perception, fifteen. Okay, and Carlton? Fifteen as well. 
And Jonathan? Uh, 11. Excellent. You're not very perceptive. No, I'm not. No, we. Oh. As a party. Anyway, continue. All right, so no spicy vindaloo? I think spicy Bernie vindaloo. Bernie wants to pause and do a perception check. Any specific reason? Um, because you just asked my passive perception. Maybe she just wanted to know. So you, you would like to do a perception check because God checked in on your passive perception? Yeah. Anytime God... Bernie takes... While Bernie loves um her deity, Bernie takes a general Roman view of de- other deities, which is the less they uh, have to do with your life, the better. And so anytime any version of God that's not Bay fucking checks in on her, she thinks something's up. All right, go ahead and give me a perception check at disadvantage. <gasps> you mean. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a gray kind of overcast day, so it's hard to really see anything. It's trees. It's the forest. Can I do a... Hold on, let me take a look here. All right, so I... are we doing this as we roll up on the uh, forest? Well, I'm saying we're going we're gonna to be spending eight hours, so I want to do a performance check to play pan flute so we have some traveling tunes. Okay, go ahead and give me a performance check. A 14 for playing the pan flute while we're traveling? Yeah, I mean, it's hard when you're on a horse. You're not riding, you know, so it's not like you're galloping. But still, you know, horses bounce a little bit and pan flute just kind of keeping it steady. So there's a few hiccups here and there. But overall, it actually sounds very nice. So hearing this, Jonathan the Magic Muscular remembers that he had a loot the entire time. And and he's going to join in. He's going to he's going to try and and. And play off of what uh, Carlton is doing to the tune of 21. Okay. Yeah. Um, once again, it's it's a little awkward at first because you've not really had experience riding a horse while playing the lute. And the lute kind of takes two hands to do. Like Carlton can kind of get away with one hand on the pan flute and still hold on to the horse. You have to be a little bit more adept with actually steering the horse with your legs. So I do need an animal handling check. Yay. Uh, that is... So, because I am a folk hero, I get plus four to that, so that is a 17. Okay. Yeah, it... Your horse isn't as quick to turn as some of the other horses are to get around trees and stuff, but, you know, he's obviously not just gonna walk into a tree, and so you you are able to kind of stay with everybody and, and guide him without having to, to let go, and... As you guys tromp on through the forest, it is, uh, you're accompanied by some lovely music and, you know, trying to decide who is naming this imaginary dragon. Me. That's what we agreed on. We, we are imagining this dragon, if you will. Yes, Let's all imagine dragons. Uh, I still like spicy uh, vindaloo. Are you going to play What about mild vindaloo? Well, how about mild vindaloo? Will that spice like two pepper vindaloo? I'm thinking Not three pepper vindaloo? What about Betty vindaloo? Betty Vindaloo? Betty Vindaloo. Wait, what about Thontorvac? No. No, we don't want that. Well, he might be known to some giants. Yeah, but then we have to make him a blue dragon and then have, like, lightning instead of fire. So. Well, oh, uh, so my fire is blue. My fire is blue. But it's not lightning. Let's stick with what we've got. I don't like the idea of impersonating a dragon who actually physically knows us. That's yeah. not going to go over well. It's like forging checks. Exactly. But you're a forger. You're a charlatan. This is I'm up your alley. Yes, it is up my alley. But I'm a, I, 
you know, I find that there are just some things that you don't mess with. And for- forging, stealing the identity of a blue dragon who knows where you live um, <laughs> is just dumb. Now, can it be done? Yes, 100%. But are you an idiot for doing it? And are you going to die? Yes. Yeah. That's not the mark you choose. Yeah, you choose your mark. I, All right. I prefer- As you guys are having this discussion, everybody but Jonathan notices that the trees have gotten really quiet and you hear some noise off to your right. Ooh. I immediately stop talking. But you keep playing your your pam pipes? So it, it, it's something like... And it's like... Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, you guys heard something like in the trees off to your right. I would like now to I do... will do a perception check because something has caught my attention. A okay. perception check Same. and retrieves off to the right. That's a 23. I got a 19. Love Unless it. you wanted a disadvantage. Uh, no, this this is regular, but only the three of you, not Jonathan. So mm-hmm. 11, 19, I and 23. I love playing my loot. It's so good. <laughs> Betty Vindaloo is the best dragon name. <laughs> I am assuming that you that when everybody else stopped talking and, and making music that I, you might have stopped. Maybe. As my, well. My passive perception is only 11. It is, <laughs> but that say? would that would notice your your teammates. Oh, okay, doing all right. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Welcome to the ignorance club. <laughs> Yay! I like it here. <laughs> hey, 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 Bernie, you peer through the woods. It's it's been about a four or five hours that you've been riding through the woods. You're still about maybe an hour or two away from where this giant encampment is, and it's so it's still fairly day out there's really no snow cover on the ground especially with the spotty trees it's all mostly pines and and evergreens and you you think you hear something off to the right everybody kind of stops and you peer through the the trees and uh, i'd love you to make a dexterity saving throw with advantage oh that's good because i'm not 100 percent good at dexterity saving throws just bernie or all of us just Bernie. Bernie okay. got a 16 on that saving throw. All right. Yeah, so the giant rock that comes hurtling towards you misses you by a mile because you kind of see it coming and then manage to, to scoot you and Coco Snoot out of the way. And now you can very clearly see the two giants looming in the trees about uh, 40 feet away off to your right. And you guys can roll initiative. Guys, I found the giants. Do you want to activate the, um, the plan where we are the dragon? Nope, I think I think these Dragon are right. It's gonna take Carlton a minute to get off his horse. We, we got to kill him. We got to kill him. Oh, good. Bernie got a two, so there's that. I didn't get hit by a rock, but I certainly am not gonna be doing any punching back anytime soon. Okay, Jonathan. Jonathan the Muscular gets a muscular thirteen. And Bernie. Um, Bernie is small, and she got a two. Okay, and Travancore. Twelve for Travancore. Twelve for Shadow. Oh, you guys are aptly going at the same time. And Bucks. Uh, Bucks gets a seven. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was watching the rock fly and look the other way when I rolled that five on initiative. Like, oh, hey, look at this. Bernie just looks up at the dragons and like, or not the dragons, but the giants. She's like, hi. And she's like, I didn't, we didn't really expect you here yet. Well, these are probably outriders. They're probably scouts like what Bucks saw. All right. As this rock goes hurtling through um, missing Bernie, fortunately, because it was kind of huge, um, you all notice these two giants lumbering towards you. They are 
massive. You've kind of gotten an idea just from thinking about them and considering them and learning about them. And then Bucks saw them from a distance. Uh, and now that you guys are essentially up close and personal, the uh, 16 foot tall beings that are lumbering through the, the spotty trees towards you are a sight to behold, especially since most of them, or the, the both of them are very minimally clothed. Uh, one of them seems to have a sack in his hands that he is in the process of dropping. And now that they are heading in your direction with all speed, they're just moving trees aside casually like they were chairs. And one of them is clearly salivating at the the sight of you uh jonathan thanks to uh bernie's warning you go first what would you like to do all right cast uh i am going to I cast... cast i already did i cast it this okay. morning okay yeah it, should, it that would still be active it hasn't been eight hours yet and so we are going to cast haste on one carlton tanks i feel like i'm really moving really really fast at a slow pace <laughs> and then I'm going to um, hop off my horse. Okay. So uh, getting off the horse is going to be half your movement. Okay. And I will spend the rest of my movement uh, moving back, try, trying to get to the back of the group. And uh, I'm going to instruct Bucks to fly up and look out for any more. Okay. Um, well, it's not Bucks' turn just yet. Right. I just, I, I, I'm expositioning as a bonus action. Okay. Um, after you get off the horse, what's half your movement? Is that 15 feet? 15, yeah. All right. Five, ten. So you you haste Carlton and then beat a hasty retreat. Ah, and it's Shadow's turn. Okay. So where are the giants on this? We don't see them yet? Oh, they are off to your right. Uh, you can see them through the trees. Oh, yeah, just scroll um, over. Yeah, yeah, there they yeah, are. Yeah, you need to scroll over a little bit, and there they are. I see them. Oh, gosh. Okay. But yeah, they're there. Oh, my. Yeah. There's just two? For now. I like how you added your own addendum There's of horror. Never. There's just two? For now. There's never just two. I know that. I've, I've learned. Oh, and uh, so, Travancore, since you and Shadow actually have the same initiative, I'll, I'll, and because it's you and Shadow, I'll let you decide who actually wants to go first. So you guys can choose. Okay. Yeah, why not? Well, if that's the case, then Travancore will go first. Um, okay. Uh, all right, there will in my range of my arrows. Oh, all right. yeah, easily. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on the one to Travancore's left. Okay. And I am going to, yeah, why not? I'm going to charge my flare bow as well. Okay. And since I get, uh, I guess, uh, advantage on uh, my first attack, I'm going to try and shoot him with an arrow. With a flaming arrow, no less. And, well, good thing I advantage, because it's going to be an 18. That definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. So, arrow damage. Oh, max damage. Oh, nice. 12 for the arrow. Okay. And then we'll do the flare bow's damage, which is going to be... And then the Hunter's Mark damage, which will be, I believe, another one die six. That is correct. Oh, well, I won on both of those. So wow. Bounced out. Yeah. Well, I got at least max damage on the regular arrow. Yeah, so. yeah. So that's going to be yeah, just 14 total damage on the guy to the left. Perfect. So that 
that fiery arrow lights up the sparse trees as you shoot it kind of in this this nice arc and it just sinks into this giant's shoulder and you hear and in giant you very clearly hear him say ow oh oh that's right. right you speak giant yeah, Travancore's still on his horse, I believe, because the horse wasn't moving. At the moment. So what You are I- still on your horse. All right, Travancore is going to back up just enough that he's still within, his arrows are still in range, but uh, but far away enough, I guess, so that would be, what is he, are 50 you feet now? A- are you backing, are you making the horse back up, or are you getting off the horse and backing up? I'm going to make the horse back up. All right, so- um, yeah, This should be interesting. What's the movement, or what's the range of your uh, your bow? The bow should be 80 feet. Let me double check that. It, yeah, it's probably huge. Yeah. I think it's, it's a long bow. It's measured in like, a hun- like 200 uh, feet or something. The flare bow is considered a long bow, so it should have the same range as a regular yeah. long bow. Yeah, 150, 600. Because right now you're about 60 feet from these giants. Oh, never mind. Oh, so I got, I got a ways to go then, so I'm going to back up not like a whole lot, well, I guess I should back up a lot because, you know, I'm squishy compared to the rest of these guys. So I'm going to go to maybe there. Just straight back. Basically all the way back, like yeah. 5, 10, 15, yeah. 20, 25. What's your, what's your movement? My movement is 15, 20, uh, 30 25, feet. 30, 35, I'm not sure what 40. the horse's movement is. I think the horse is 40, so we'll go 40. Okay. Actually, oh, roll me an animal handling check. Oh, okay. Good thing I have, uh, that's one of my specialty skills. 14. Yeah, it takes a second as you're kind of, uh, you've just shot off this bow and the horses are remaining calm and composed in the face of literal giants and shooting off uh, magical fiery arrows. Um, and you're able to get this horse to back up and back away the, the full 40 feet. Anything else? Uh, for Travancore, that's it. I had Shadow's turn. I don't mm-hmm. think normal flanking is going to work with these guys, given how powerful they are. Flanking will work. Well, it'll but... work, but it'll, he'll be exposed to a lot of damage. I think one of the, the one, I'm guessing, I mean, from what I know about, actually, Tra- I don't know if Travancore can do this yet, but like, from what he knows about giants, I mean, I'm guessing they're powerful enough that they probably could take Shadow down with like one or two attacks at most. You're unsure, but you know that they're going to be very powerful, and it's probably a very good thing that Bernie didn't get hit by that rock. All right. In that case, uh, no sense in risking it. Uh, Shadow is going to use the maximum of his movement, which is actually 40 feet, to get as close to Travancore as possible. And he's going to, I mean, on the off chance that, like, one of these guys gets up to in his face, he's going to ready a bite, just in case. Okay. So, I'm going to, Shadow should be in front of Travancore, actually, so, like, just sure. right there. There we go. Perfect. Yep, Shadow lopes back um, following the horse as you reposition yourself further back. Shadow sets up in front of you, and that ends the two of your turns. Uh, It's Bucks' turn, and so you said, Jonathan, you want him to go flying up into the air to keep an eye out for more giants? Straight up, and and then wherever he can find a good vantage point to look out for more. All right, he does that with his full movement. Go ahead and have him roll a perception check. 18. Okay. He starts to circle around, uh, peering out into the trees, doesn't see any other giants, um, doesn't really see anything else of, of note just yet, but he'll he'll continue to keep an eye out. All right. And Carlton, it's your turn. Uh, getting off the horse. That's half, half my movement, right? 
Yes, but you're hasted, so you have a lot of movement. Right, but is it half of my hasted total or my normal total? Ah, uh, maths. Um, what's so your it's basically, normal, it'll your either normal be 20 total? Feet, my normal total is 40, my hasted is 80. So it's either 20 feet to get off or 40 feet, depending on what you say. In fairness, it's supposed to be... Just because you're hasted doesn't mean it now takes more movement to get off a horse. That seems silly. So if normally you have 40 feet of movement and it would be 20 feet to get off the horse, I'm going to say it's still 20 feet to get off the horse. Just just seeing. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Because it would be silly to be like, I can now move twice my normal speed, so it's going to take twice as much. Yes. (laughs) I go there. I go into that thing that I call my rage. And I pull out my handy dandy halberd. Halberd. Okay. However that guy tells me I'm supposed to say it. Halberd. Or somebody on Twitter call me on how the way I say Halberd. I don't Sorry, right, I also say Halberd, so. I say yeah. it however I feel like. I say it the way I want to say it, because I am my own man. And he's going to get a bunch of tags. Okay, so you're going to stay at range? At, because of the Halberd he's a giant, being... Yeah, well, I'm within 10 feet away, but he probably has reach because he's a fucking giant. Well, no, I'm talking about you're staying 10 feet away because you have a, a weapon, weapon with reach. Yes. And so you are... Okay, that's I what I want to right. know. I know, like, I smell bad. This guy smells worse than me. Oh, uh, yeah. He smells pretty bad. I'm actually, uh, 16 Cannon, to hit. Carlton doesn't smell that bad because Bernie makes sure he washes. She would never let her friends When was the last bad. time you heard me wash? Um, When I literally made sure that you washed. I magicked soap and chased you around with it. <laughs> Bernie will not let her friends smell bad. Bernie will lock Carlton in a bathroom until he applies soap. Bernie will make the Modrons chase Carlton around. Bernie will make the Modrons forcibly wash you. We'll, we'll record that episode at a later date. In the meantime, does a 16 hit? 16 definitely hits. Uh, 8 slashing and necrotic. Do you need me to split that? Uh, no. So a okay. total of 8 damage. Alright, that's the first okay. hit. Uh, add 2 to that 10 because I forgot about the rage bonus. I hit the wrong okay. macro. Um, and then a, ooh, ooh, 12. That actually doesn't hit your... Yeah, I didn't think so. You haven't had as much practice being at reach with this reach weapon. Mostly you still kind of get up in people's faces. And so you actually just misjudge the distance and don't quite reach him with the second hit. All right. And my haste. Can I use disengage as a haste action? I can. Do I want to go gorilla? No, I'm gonna. I'm a tank. I, my my job's up front. I'm not gonna. It, it's up to you. I mean, yet. that's I, that would still be a good use of the spell because you have tons I of will, movement left. I will gauge how bad this hurts before I decide whether or not I do gorilla warfare and bring okay. them closer to the party. Right now, I'm keeping them at bay. Hashtag Queen Bay. Please be a crit. Oh, it's so close to a crit. God damn it. That misses. Well, well, it was like was it? spinning on the twenty and then landed on a two. I was like, oh. <laughs> just just right, uh, really shitty dice there. I missed yeah, it. with a 10. Off. Once again, you, you have this indecisive moment about what you want to do, and it makes you miss. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm about to get smacked up beside the hit. I am raging, though, so it won't hurt as bad as I hope. All right. So it is their turn. Um, The one that you have slashed that Travancore uh, has sunk an arrow into its shoulder kind of glares at you, closes the five feet between you, grabs his great club... And the first attack, woo. Fuck, it just hits me that's with a, the haste. That's a 27 versus oh, AC. Oh, Jesus. I forgot well, they're Well, he rolled a 19. Yeah, 19 is the AC with haste. All right, oh, bring it okay. on. That's <laughs> nah, fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm, that's I'm 18 raging. bludgeoning damage. All right, that's nine bludgeoning. 
And then for his second attack, uh, 19 versus AC. That'll hit again. Bring it on. All right. As he kind of, he smashes you with the club and then brings the club back. So that's 15 bludgeoning damage. So another seven. Um, the other one is going to root around in the forest floor, grab a second rock, and really? Bernie, really? you have a second rock coming towards you. So can you I do a dexterity as... saving throw? Uh, not this time, because fortunately you noticed him when he was trying to be sneaky. This time you he just <clears throat> needs to miss. So let's see what happens. Yes! That's a 14 versus AC. That's not gonna do it, because of my shield! Oh, little fire Rock comes a little closer this time, and it's disturbing because now you can see that this rock is almost the size of you that he has found on the ground. But you do manage to duck out of the way, and his aim is just enough off that he is, uh, that he misses you. Oh my. Can I yell on other people's turns? Depends on what you're yelling. Hey, dummy, over here. Oh my. He doesn't seem oh to care. Oh my. And he's going to. 5, 10. Bernie's really upset about this rock. <laughs> and he is going to lumber towards you guys oh as obviously um, his rocks are not working. And so he's going to try to get closer. Oh and that is the end of their turn. Bernie, you have a, a very tall, very. A disgusting being lumbering towards you who is now 15 feet away. Oh, the smell. It's pretty bad. So Bernie's going to cast Bane. Okay. On both of the giants. All right. And what's their saving throw? Their saving throw is charisma. Ooh. Okay. I bet these guys are super charismatic. Hmm. Oh, yeah. You can tell from the drool that they're absolutely (laughs) charismatic. She's she's like... She's like, you, you. All right, the one next to Carlton. That's a, no, that's not going to do it. The other one rolled a natural 20. (laughs) Oh my God. That's crazy. Uh, His smell is super charismatic. I mean, in fairness, in fairness, intimidation is based off of charisma. So it could be, he's very intimidating. And he's intimidating because of his size, not his charisma. Anyway, the one next that's coming towards you, Bernie, technically that's an 18, but he did roll an actual 20. Uh, the other one failed miserably, the one that's next to Carlton. So what does Bane do? Bane is basically, whenever target fails the saving throw, makes an, a- makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attacker saving throw roll. D4 for attack. Or say, and is that concentration or is it just last for a concentration while? Concentration up to a minute. And Bernie's eyes get like big, big, big. And she moves herself next to the bear. Well, what's Coco Speed's, Coco Snoot's speed? Like 30 feet. So you can't get next to the bear, big but cool. you can get within 10 feet of the bear. Yeah, she gets further away from the giant because it's big. Yeah, you guys. It's really big because Bernie's really small. So this is like a lot bigger for her than it is for anyone else. And so she's small. so small. Yeah. All right. Bernie uh, manages to bane one of them. And then uh, Jonathan, it's your turn as with the exception of Carlton, everybody else has now moved behind you. Well, it's like, oh, God. Um, well, that that uh, suppressing fire we were talking about earlier. Yep. Fireball right here. Light the thing up. Okay, that's gonna get both of them. That'll get both of them. All right, what's it's a dexterity saving throw? Dexterity saving throw DC sixteen. 
All right. The one next to Carlton. Nope. One coming towards you. Nope. Go ahead and roll damage for both. Full damage. Uh, That is going to be 30 damage. All right. The... It's a blue fireball explodes between them. It is intense, and both of them are rocked by this fireball. Carlton, you watch as the one that, like, you've slashed into it a couple times. Travancore has hit it, have done some decent damage, but it was still looking like it didn't really care. Now as this fireball goes off, and as the blue fades from your vision, and Jonathan smiles as the hill giant in front of Carlton is now looking wounded and bloody and is snarling a bit i wish i could do a full spell attack like just all release like not move and release another spell but instead we're gonna go one two three four five six we're actually uh we're gonna go up this way okay your full movement yeah full movement all right you run to the north kind of in a a different direction than everybody else. And it is Travancore and Shadow's turn. What would you guys like to do? Okay, Travancore is going to charge his flare bow once again. And okay. he is going to aim at the one he's 100 marked, uh, the one he hit before. Sure. Here we go. Uh, 13. That just barely hits. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're still kind of clearing the, the blue fireball out of your vision. There's still a couple of spots in front of your eyes, but this thing even at the distance you are, is so massive that you you manage to hit it. Well, that's going to do 12 from the arrow itself, and then okay. three extra bonus damage for fire, and then he's hunter mark, so full damage, so six from the hunter's mark. Wow. Okay. Nice. 18, so yes. that's 21 damage. Yes. Total. You. Yeah. Arrows. Nice. Yes. All right. Yeah, this wall... It almost at the outset seemed like a graze because of, you know, how close it was to missing. Because you nailed it kind of in its side, it goes deeper than you think. And the the fire impacts it a little bit more. And this thing is looking really hurt. Whew. All right. Well, I don't want to try to move anywhere just yet, but you can have an I, option. I love how it was really hurt before it took 21 damage, and then it's still really hurt after it took 21 damage. I'm thinking stiff I think they call these meat bags. Yeah. You get the sense that they're, you're just seeing a lot more wounds, and, and now it seems to actually be responding to this pain instead of just not caring. Uh, anything more you want to do or anything you would like Shadow to do? Uh, I'm done. Shadow's going to ready a claw this time, just in case they get close enough. All right. Go ahead and have Bucks roll a perception check. Unless you'd like him to do something else. Nope. Uh, 18. Still doesn't see anything. He got momentarily distracted by your giant blue fireball because he always is a little distracted when that happens because he knows that's serious shit, but does not see anybody else. Carlton, it's your turn. You've got a bloody bag of meat in front of you, snarling in your face and spitting. Yeah, um, he's not bloodied enough. I like my giants extra rare, like Pittsburgh. So I'm going to, like, <laughs> he's only charred on the outside, but he's still a little, he's not bloody enough on the inside. So he's going to get my axe into him a couple more times, or my, not my axe, my halberd. Okay. Yay! Uh, that's a 23 to hit for 19 damage. All right. He takes it. And on the backswing. Uh, 15? Uh, 15 versus AC does hit. All right, uh, 11 on the backswing. These guys are not wearing any armor. They're yeah. barely wearing pants. Just and... the, they are pretty meaty and hearty, so you never know. Oh, yeah. Oh, meaty and hearty, absolutely. 
I'm going to flourish with my little bit of a haste and bring it around again. And that's a 17 for 17. All right. You see it raising its great club to come down on you again. And, and while you took those hits last time, you, you felt them. It's, it's been a while since you felt something that even with your rage mitigating it kind of poked through and made you go ouch. And just before it comes on down, you finally stab right up into its heart and it goes <coughs> and it falls over dead. All right. And then I'm going to run down to this guy. Hey, guy. Hey, 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 look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Hey, hey. All right. You come down and wiggle, wiggle your butt a little. Yoo-hoo, look at me. Yoo-hoo, well, like, yoo-hoo. I, throw, like, I throw a pebble at him. Like, take that, motherfucker. As a bonus action, I grab a pebble on the way and throw it at him to get his attention as I, like, pop up into his face. I like, like hey. it better that Carlton is shimmying his man boobs at him going, yoo-hoo, look at me. <laughs> hey, big boy. Oh, my. Come and around here often. And then you can turn around and shimmy your butt a little bit. You're like, woo. <laughs> Unfortunately, as you run up kind of behind it, trying to get its attention, its attention is super focused on the three beings in front of it. Um, so you will get an attack of opportunity as it continues to lumber towards Bernie, Shadow, and Travancore. <gasps> Don't so like. go ahead and make your, your like. attack. Crit, 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 crit. That's what I'm hoping for. One oh! away! One oh! fucking away! God damn! Oh! Damn it! Uh... Still, yeah, still good, hit hit, good hit. Good hit. Yeah. Good hit. So you you get a solid hit in on its on its back legs before as it starts to walk away, but it does continue to just move, uh, and it lumbers up to Bernie because <gasps> why does it hate me? I'm so small and cute. You get the sense that it's not that it hates you; it is just so enamored with you being tiny, like. It almost is looking at you the same way you have looked at adorable animals, but it's still going to try to bring its uh, great club down on you. Fortunately, it thinks you're cute enough that it might actually miss with this hit. Eight, it nine, also remember it you got a... Tw- oh, wait. Is this the one that... This is one that didn't this get is, baned. This yeah. is not the one that got baned, unfortunately. Uh, does a 12 hit you? No, it does not. Bernie ducks out of the way once again of the large thing trying to kill her. She and Coco Snoot do like an actual dive roll together. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's semi impressive, and then uh, its second attack. It gets two. It gets to one on the way down, one on the way back up. Multi attack the same way Carlton does. Eight nine, uh, sixteen versus AC. Shit, it hits. I'm gonna use right. my thing, my thing that I know I have with my shield that does the thing that when it hits me, I can react and make fire. It takes five fire damage. Bernie's mad. How much? How much? How much damage, dude? Does Bernie take though? Not so bad. Seven, eight, uh, seventeen bludgeoning damage. You and Coco Snoot kind of dive roll out of the way, but it manages to smack you upside the head, kind of the back of your head, as you are the, the, for its second attack. And you see stars for a moment. You should as probably it- actually smack me in the front of the head because I recently opened my car door into my face. <laughs> Oh no! So that's actually pretty appropriate to what my uh, past couple days have been like. Art imitates life. Bernie's got little tiny lemons flying around her head. Oh no! (laughs) And as you shake those little tiny lemons from around your head, um, and you look up into the face of this half-smiling creature, uh, kind of just bemusedly staring down at you, it is your turn. It's too bad you can't tame it, and it could be your third mount. 
after Carlton and Coco Snoot. And peanut butter. The so amount it would be of fall butter. damage you would take falling off of a giant would be amazing. <laughs> Bernie's not saying. best pleased. Let's put it this way. So she's going to do something mean to this thing. It's trying to do something mean to you, so it's only fair. Yeah, I always feel like I'm going to like inflict wounds. It's just, I could cast it at a higher level and just beat the shit out of him i think we're gonna do i think he's i think he's earned it i haven't like actually used a lot of spell slots um i'm gonna use inflict wounds at third level and just kill this fucker okay so bernie's gonna cast this she's not gonna go touch him or anything because he smells bad well inflict wounds is a is a melee spell attack it is melee spell attack against a creature you can reach i mean i can obviously reach him but i don't you can obviously to. reach him so I, go oh, ahead and roll an attack touch i have to touch this fucker i do have go to touch him yeah i'm gonna touch him with like my pinky i finger. see you thinking this i'm like i hold up a thing at purell and i'm like it's okay it's i got okay. you <laughs> okay um so it takes 3d 10 necrotic damage and 1d 10 for each level buff first so it's gonna take 5d 10 necrotic if i hit it which I hit better it. hit this fucking thing. I'm going to be so mad. So mad. Well, actually, Bernie's what you so could mad. do is you could hold it. That you could ready that action and then wait until Carlton is, is flanking. How long would that be? That seems like a long time. Bernie's impatient. She's been hit in the head. It would be before his next turn. Yeah, but Bernie's impatient. 23, does that hit? <laughs> 23 does it yeah. go ahead and roll damage sorry <laughs> all right. I mean, mind you this is the person who actually got the punch off on maggot that's true 26 damage all right yeah, that was Oof. decent roll it sucks but you touch it and through your grip you watch as uh wounds just travel up its leg and into its uh torso area and those eyes that had been kind of looking at you like I'm going to beat a puppy into submission are now looking at you like I'm going to beat a horrible creature into submission. It it turns from an awe to a... Oh, wow. You went... You, you are full tiny evil now. And would you like to do anything else? Brady's just really mad and a little bit dazed, and so she thinks she's yelling <laughs> she's, giant. She's a bit, she's a bit punchy. She's, she's thinking she's going into a punchy. Carlton rage. Yeah. She's just like she thinks she knows giant at this point because she's been smacked in her God. What lobe stores languages? I don't fucking know. But it's <laughs> the back of the head, it's the occipital lobe, so she can't see really well, um, and she probably doesn't have good command of her language centers either. Because I imagine parts of her head hit up against her skull, so she just goes, Bleh! and you can see it. My tongue is actually jiggling back and forth in my mouth as I do. Bleh! <laughs> Oh my god, I saw that. So basically, you now have the intelligence of one of these hill giants. Um, <laughs> unless you would like to do anything else, Jonathan, it's your turn. All right, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is going to end up right here, and he's going to move in for the for the kill, as it were, and he's going to ready an action. Okay. <laughs> I love how you're like, yeah, so you're yeah. moving next to this creature. Yep. And he's okay. going to ready, he, as he's going, both, both his, he cocks his finger guns, and little, little flames start start appearing on them and as soon as as shadow is in flanking position he is going to uh he's going to light this thing up with uh with scorching ray okay so i'm assuming since it is uh since jonathan is holding his action um shadow and travancourt is your turn 
All right, so Shadow will go first. Uh, seeing Jonathan moving and realizing that Jonathan's giving him the chance to uh, to have a better chance of having one of his fire attacks go, he's going to prepare a bite first. He's going to try and bite this guy. All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. 20. Fire. Let's do Jonathan first because he was the one that was holding the action. So basically, as soon as Shadow moved into flanking, Jonathan's action would go off. Okay. Uh, 16 still hits, right? Yes. Okay. So that's two hits so far. Now, once again, this thing isn't wearing a lot of armor. It's not even wearing shirts. Okay. So that's three hits. Uh, that is going to be 20 damage. All right. So he is, so Jonathan the Magimuscular comes up and like shoot, shoot. And with that last one, he's going to try and aim it like straight up at the guy's chin. And so it doesn't, he's going to try and make it so it's not looking like it's coming from him. Like he's going to try and hide the beam from Shadow, but but put an effect like where Shadow can see it. That's, I feel like you should make him roll for that level of artistry. <laughs> well, let me, before we start with the rolling, I love where you're going. The problem is that uh, under the chin is like 16 feet up. And Shadow is an impressively sized bear. He's not biting this guy's chin. Right. Would you like to I'm, alter your strategy? <laughs> um, I basically want to make it so that maybe Shadow thinks that just by looking and thinking about fire, that he has caused fire wounds to happen on this thing. <laughs> He's a bear. His intelligence isn't really that high. I know, but the, yeah. So Shadow runs on up into flanking. Jonathan makes these fire bolts go off. You said Shadow was going to ready a bite? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and, and roll an attack for Shadow. Okay, and he has advantage because flanking. Yep. Not that it matters. Those are some terrible rolls. Um, seven is the high one. That's serious? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sadly, yeah, Shadow misses. Um, oh, no. But he thinks he hit because fire. He's... He's trying to be careful because as Jonathan goes in and is shooting this thing with these fire bolts, the giant is being pelted and basically jerking back and forth. And as Shadow goes in for the bite, he's being cautious because one wrong move and he's going to get stepped on by this thing. And so in his caution, he misses. Well, luckily, Travancore has a turn and Shadow gets a reaction after that turn. So Travancore is actually going to shoot this guy with an arrow. Um, I forgot that they're giants, so if he does damage, yeah, there's a bonus that comes with that that I forgot for the first guy. But uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we're putting the cart before the horse, so let's see how this goes. It is your one of your favorite enemies. Three. That will definitely hit. Oh, that's good to know. It's going to do 12 damage. And would you like to describe in gory detail the death of this creature? Oh, well, well, well. Satisfied that Travancore, or satisfied that Shadow is still believing that, um, he can cast fire and all that. Travancore is clear of mind and focus. He's able to sort of channel his energy into taking down one of these enemies. His first time in combat against giants, even though he's been studying about them for a long time. He releases with a sense of peace and satisfaction and serenity, like almost a sort of zen archer. And as he lets the arrow go, it sinks into the skull of this guy, um, taking out the eye, an old Travancore favorite, as the giant falls backwards with his arms out. And not only backwards and on the ground dead, but you managed to hit it in the left eye, meaning it actually veered to the right just a little bit. So uh, it does not hit Jonathan on the way down as it falls backwards. Jonathan doesn't die from giant falls. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, this... 
it it doesn't even make a sound until it hits the ground the it's just a very clean precise kill and this thing falls backwards when it hits the the ground it's like an earthquake the ground shakes a little bit as this massive creature falls especially right next to you jonathan you practically feel it in your teeth but yeah it falls dead and you guys have defeated your first couple of giants Hooray. oh real quick jonathan the magic muscular gets an idea he runs to both giants and puts fire bolts over the slashing and arrow wounds so it looks like these things were killed only with fire. Okay, yeah, you're able to do that pretty easily. As I said, they're they're barely wearing pants, so you can very clearly see the all of the grievous wounds that these guys have taken. Jonathan the Magic Muscular isn't about defiling corpses, but as he's doing it, he's like, "Hey, so looks like our dragon has had two victims." That that freaking dragon, man. He's a menace. Get me pictures yeah, of that dragon. Except it's probably a she. Oh yeah, that dra- that dragon. Yeah, it's Betty Vindaloo. She is a mighty. The 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 Betty Vindaloo is is just amazing. And, and he's saying this as he's like punching or, or punching Vindal, fire sure. firebolts into into these things. Not Betty. I have a list of probable names, and none of them are Betty. What are okay? What are the probable names? So that way we don't we don't get stuck on Betty Vindaloo. Mamie, yeah, Madge, we gotta make sure our story is rock solid. Mamie, Madge, Wilhelmina, Mildred, Lorraine, Prudence, Trudy, Gertrude, Florence. I like Florence. It should be all that. <laughs> That's true. It can be. All it's of a that. dragon. It could have accumulated yeah, names, like, like pedigree dogs, and that have like twelve different names or racehorses. Ooh, I can think of some good pedigree dog names. Those are usually things like Wilhelmina in purple. What about Wilhelmina in purple? Except Wilhelmina. How about Wilhelmina in, in blue? Rhapsody <laughs> in red. No, she's going to be. How about Wilhelmina in purplish blue? Okay, <laughs> that works. Wilhelmina in purplish blue. Wilhelmina in lightish red. <laughs> As you guys discuss this, while Jonathan is making it look like a dragon came along and and had these guys for lunch. When you go over to the first giant that you killed, you find that sack that it had been dragging along. The sack is larger than any of you it's it's massive and when you open it up you find a little bit of a horror show on the inside it looks like three horses and maybe a couple of what might be birds of some sort maybe chickens maybe uh, the the chickens themselves seem to be almost squashed to a pulp. It's just kind of the the white feathers that give it away. But the horses are horses. Um, they're all what look like kind of your your standard either grays or there's one that looks like it was a, a white and red. All dead. All severely torn asunder. And it's just kind of this mash of bloody body parts and legs and stuff. Hey, Carlton, empty that out. Spread it around, and then I'll set that on fire, too. Bernie vomits. <laughs> I, I know. It's awful. No, just- she's got it. It's not. She hasn't looked in the bag. She just vomits because she has a concussion. Oh. Um, <laughs> hey, I start Travancore. spreading it around, and I look at it, and I'm like, no, this is this doesn't look disheveled enough. Travancore. Concussion yeah. protocol. Which That's is? A, that, uh, it's an NFL thing. Come on, man. Oh, oh, right. Okay, so we got to take her out. Take of- her out. Get an MRI, and- and, and make sure she, she doesn't fall asleep. Stealing word on herself at a at a level two. Wake up! Stay awake. 
<laughs> Travancore, knowing that Bernie can heal herself and that she's much better at it than you are, you walk on over and like kind of jokingly get up, stay awake as, as Bernie literally is holding her own head, administering her own healing. <laughs> she gets 14 points back, which is not enough. Okay, as you guys spread around the um, the desiccated remains of these farm animals, uh, is there anything else you would like to do before leaving the area, which uh, is now a bloody mess? No, like like you said, I'm trying to I'm trying to make it less bloody and more fiery. So yeah, just firebolts everywhere. Are you actually trying to set fires or just make it look like stuff got burnt? Just make it look like stuff got burnt. Okay. It's still kind of a bloody mess. I mean, as Carlton yeah, moves yeah, around I, yeah, the remains true. of three horses. And, but and yeah, you know what? You... Dragons have claws, so th I guess that works. Okay. You do your best to spread this stuff around and set a lot of body parts on fire. And it kind of looks like something out of a Hellraiser movie. But yeah, you've managed to really make a horror show out here. A and when Travancore in his... In his role as the herald of uh, Wilhelmina of the uh, in purplish blue, can tell the truth when he said he saw bodies set on fire. Not only that, but I speak their language. Bernie's gonna cast sacred flame on something so she can say she actually set the fire. Sacred flame is radiant. Well, no, Whatever. it's still it's sacred fine. flame. It's still fire. It, it's it's still, a flame. Just she set something of flame. She she set flame on something. Bernie's just gonna like lazily point at a tree and be like, "Fucking sacred flame," and go back to healing. I see her these concussion. two like spitting out fire, and I take my tinderbox and like, leave me out, motherfuckers. <laughs> so I love how this storyline's gonna end with us burning down the crypt garden. Actually, so that's actually why Shadow's coming on over. Like Jonathan is being careful about <laughs> bodies and things. Bernie, your sacred flame, because it's radiant damage, won't actually set a tree on fire, so it just leaves a scorch mark. Shadow That's sees perfect. Carlton pull out the tinderbox and <laughs> and being the bear of, of fire, walks on over and uh Carlton is you're desperately trying to get a spark or anything, he kind of very gently hip checks you and goes what's that boy only i i can prevent forest fires is that he, what you're trying to he say he puts a paw in the tinderbox and goes no <laughs> actually he just licks you across the cheek oh fire blessing Thus making my tinderbox wet as he makes that big sweeping <laughs> lick motion and a now it's useless it's not right, useless buddy. it'll it'll dry out in a second or two it's not he he got you not the tinderbox but yeah he would like you to not set that Anyway, you guys, those of you who had dismounted your horses, you go and gather them where they had obediently trotted away, but have not bolted away, thanks to them being slightly more hardy horses. And unless there's anything else you'd like to do, you're going to continue towards the giant encampment? Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. As you ride off through the woods once again, you get a total for the day of uh, 3,600 experience for defeating two giants and not setting the forest on fire. And next time, hopefully you'll make it to the giant encampment without uh, encountering any other scouts, and we'll see what happens when you arrive. Thanks for listening to Dungeons & Dragons & Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or www.libshark.com. And see you next encounter. <laughs>